Every snap is an interview. After the snap. What a snap. And keep your mouth shut, 50! I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship, uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! Well, you can take this boy out the real south, but you can't take the real south out of my voice. And now here we go again, twist a little bit deeper because you got thick skin. Welcome in to After the Snap. This is episode 17. Dude, we've been doing this for... Four plus months now. That is insane to me. I'm your co-host, Blake Ferguson. I'm here alongside my brother, Reed Ferguson. Reed, I have one question for you as we get started on this week's pod. Do you Hit know, me. Do you know what I'm about to ask you? I don't. Are you going to ask me who's winning the Yankees game? Nope. They're playing the Red Sox. It is relevant to sports, but not baseball. Have you been taking hands team reps this week? <laughs> I haven't. Well, I was third string last year. It's a good thing. Took me all took me all season. It's a good thing we never needed to see you on the field because we got to work on that, buddy. I t- I'll tell you what. I took about. Let's see. We played. We played Friday. I think it was Sunday or Monday. I took about 15 fumble recovery reps. Not not great. <laughs> I always slide on one side, which oddly enough was not the side that I slid on in the game. So when I'm practicing the drills, most of the time I'm practicing, I'm doing both, but most of the time I'm practicing sliding with my right leg underneath my left leg. Right, I'm going right. down to my right. Yeah, the front right of my shin is like scraped up. I need to from sliding on the grass so much. Yeah, I would like not it big, to be known, not a big tights guy. I'd like it to be known on after the snap pod that I am one for one with recoveries on punts. Now it was in college back in 2017. Okay, doesn't count, but. Nonetheless, I am one for one. That's fine. Um, we will see how this continues and if there are any more uh, loose footballs to scoop up this season. But that brings us to right where we're going to start. Obviously, we always talk weekend plans or, or weekend recap, but you guys know what we did this past weekend. Reed, you guys played on Friday against the Lions in Detroit. Yep. And. Yep. It was a pretty sweet ending. How did that go? It was great. Um, I think, you know, speaking from a broad perspective, preseason is always a great chance, a great time and a great opportunity to mentally work through a ton of different like situations that approach that come with any with games all season. And it, I mean, in that game, we had. I mean, we had the ball at the end of the first half. We had the ball at the end of the game. So we had, you know, a, we, we potentially had a quick field goal at the end of half. We were looking, obviously, we had a game winner at the end. You know, we had, you know, I think six or seven punts. So working through the punting situations, all that kind of stuff. It, that's kind of how I treat preseason at this point in my career. But it's it, it was a lot. It, I mean, it was obviously a lot of fun and g- good to get back out there not hitting your own teammates. Yeah, that's good. And I, I think 
the same, you know, the same thing goes for us. Uh, it's always good to sort of work through those same situations that you practice, you know, on the practice field, but to actually have that in a game that doesn't really count is even more helpful. We spent the week in Chicago and we practiced against them on Wednesday and Thursday, had Friday. As How'd a, that go? It was good. It was good. And, um, it was my first ever joint practice and it was everything that I expected it to be. It was uh, very super competitive, obviously with both teams wanting to put a good product on the field. And there are often times in those practices where it, things start to get chippy, but uh, there were no issues between the, between the two teams. And, you know, we ended up uh, not, we, we didn't end up winning the, uh, preseason game, but I felt like it was a good productive week in Chicago. A lot of good reps, both on the offensive, defensive sides of the ball, as well as in the kicking game. So it was a productive week in Chicago, and we are actually looking forward to uh, this week. We are uh, doing the same thing here in Miami with Atlanta. Atlanta comes to town. I, I would assume they're already here. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, and so Wednesday, Thursday will be our practice days against them. We kind of get to dictate the practice schedule. Um, when you're practicing with a team, you're kind of at the mercy of the home team to, you know, work through the work through their practice scripts and uh, the things that they want to work on. And you're kind of part of that practice. Uh, so now we get to kind of decide how we want to how we want to do it. And you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it as well because those are obviously uh, really great reps that you know you don't always get against uh, different guys uh, instead of just your own your, your same guys that you see every day in practice yeah I remember uh, I think we talked about it last week a little bit and we were talking about y'all going to going to Chicago but I think I hit on when we went to Carolina a couple of years ago that was my first time and it was uh, you know a ton of fun got to really dig into some of the veteran guys so uh, it's just good to bounce ideas off you know get to know some of those guys that aren't on your team and that, that aren't that you don't see and talk to every day. So glad you feel like you got something out of it. That's that's always a plus. I also got to go have some Chicago deep dish pizza. Ah, I saw that. You told me. What what, what kind did you get? Two things. So number one, I, I had it twice. The first Ooh. time I had first time I had it was the first day we were there. I wanted to Go ahead and get that Take out it of the off with a bang. early. Yep. So we ate dinner at the hotel and had snack coming that evening. But instead of the snack, I had some of our social media staff bring me back some uh, from their dinner. So they all went to Giordano's, which is – I'm not sure. That the was on two, my recommendation list. Yeah, yep. I couldn't remember the two that you Lou, – Lou Malnati's Lou is Malnati's, the other one. Yes. So I had Giordano's the first night and that was a pepperoni and sausage stuffed. So it was like a meat lovers type yep. stuffed. Can't go wrong pizza. there. I literally got through like three bites of it and I was, I couldn't eat anymore because those things are yeah, so heavy. One piece is a meal. It, literally. I don't know yeah. how you could sit down with a family and eat a whole pizza. It's just Crazy. not possible. But number two, was post game our amazing nutritionist John Parenti was so kind to get us Lou Malnati's for oh post game meal gracious. 
for the bus. So I had a pepperoni. The options, I believe, were pepperoni, sausage, or cheese, or just like regular cheese, which is kind of a waste of calories, in my opinion, if you just get cheese pizza. That's just how I feel about it. I know we've had the pineapple on pizza. I get on board with that. But I feel like cheese pizza is just like a waste of carbs. Like You're going to be hungry later on because there's no protein to, I guess, maybe some in the cheese, some fat. Yeah, not enough. Anyway, I had some pepperoni from Lumanati's. The Lumanati's was superior in my opinion. I don't know if you remember which one you prefer. But Luma I don't Nottis, recall. Luma I've been to was a, a slight bit ahead of Giordano's, in my humble opinion. Yeah, I think we went to Giordano's first, but I think it was better. But I can't officially recall. But uh, but yeah, nice. So that's that's good to good good way to round off the trip to Chicago. Before we move on, producer Chris, have you been or had Chicago been to or have had Chicago deep dish pizza? The closest that I've ever been to Chicago is I went to Darien, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago for a roller hockey tournament in 1997. So that's my only time I've ever been to Chicago. So I've never had deep dish pizza. Wow. 1997. What a random place to go to. Darien, Illinois. Is that what you said? Darien, Illinois. It was that's where they held the USA inline uh, roller hockey national championships. Man, you were you the were Al- something. Yeah, the Alpharetta Alpharetta Aces placed fifth in the Let's country. Let's go, making the hometown fifth, proud. Fifth out of I don't remember how many teams there were. I think there were hopefully like, more than five. I want to say there were four or four or five pools of maybe four or five teams. Okay, so, so you like all finished fifth out of like twenty five. Yeah, nice, maybe. nice. Okay, excellent. Well, we have a uh, an undercover baller on the podcast. So. so you guys go, uh, so you're home against Atlanta this week. Okay. We take a piece out of the dolphins book and we are going to Chicago uh, this weekend. We play them on Saturday. It's an early game. One o'clock. Thankfully uh, we, the, the Detroit game was seven. Those away late, those late away games are always tough getting back. I think I got home around two, two thirty. So, uh, but nice to have the one o'clock game at noon Chicago time. I will say that it did feel a lot like a regular season game because we were playing the one o'clock time slot. It was noon in Chicago. It, it felt a lot like a regular season game. I know, I know that you know this was my first preseason game, but I know that historically preseason games are played at night, and you know it's it, you get a lot of the primetime slots. It did feel I feel like some of the preseason games I've played over the years, they're always at like weird times, yeah. like 3.30, like 4 o'clock, 4.30. Like I feel like I had like a 4.30 or like a 5 o'clock kickoff one year, and it was just like scoot it up or forward, like right. one way or the other. Yeah. This is such a weird time. Yeah, and it's on. It's no, it's never on like a Sunday. It's like a it's like a No, it's like Sat- a Thursday. always Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Yeah. So, anyway. so Chicago, so are you guys going to maybe have some pizza? Well, see, I don't know. I, I would like to. This is not strictly if we do, a I'll probably, podcast, by the way. Yeah, it if we do, I'll way. probably limit to one piece because it's the day before a game and it's an early game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not sure. 
in other news, as it relates to this week's preseason games, we will be hosting mom and dad for their first game of the season. They are known travelers when it comes to seeing us play. They have a strong reputation. We should bring them on at some point. Never missed a game until last season. We should bring them on at some point to talk about their journey and how many games, you know, all the games that they've yeah, been to. Maybe that would be a good one for a co- in a couple of weeks before the season starts. They can totally I'm, share their plans I'm, for which games they're going to. I'm very down for that. Before we get to play the preseason games this weekend, we want to take some time in this pod to talk about our off days because I don't know if we've touched on them in the past, um, but – off days in the league are very, very important, uh, not just to relax physically, but also to relax mentally. We get one day a week uh, uh, mandatory to uh, have off. Our off day was yesterday, and Reed, I believe yours is tomorrow. Uh, let's just kind of talk about that for a little bit and, and, and share with the folks what your off day looks like, and I will then share what mine looks like. In the preseason, it's a little different just because we're not on a regular season schedule. So days of the week uh, matter when the, you know, the off day, whatever off day of the week it is, uh, it kind of depicts what my plans are going to be. So the past couple we've had off of Sunday. So try to watch church in the morning. Like you said, this week we have off Wednesday. So Uh, We are currently at the tail end of getting our kitchen redone, so I have to do a couple things related to that. i got to approve some final items. Hopefully, it'll be done in the next week, Uh, so that's that's pretty exciting. But, you know, I was considering going, like, you know, to the gun range, stuff like that. Like, that's kind of what I like to do in my off time. But, no, I mean, you know, in season, uh, you know, Tuesday on a normal week is the off day. I, it's, you know, I'm, this is a podcast, but I'm saying air quotes off day because, you know, we, we still go in, I, I, well, I, a lot of guys still go in for workouts and to watch some film and whatnot. So, you know, for the past couple of years, I have, it's been a while, like once the season starts, I don't really take a day off from going into the facility. Hashtag no days off. No days off. But once I leave the, facility Tuesday, late Tuesday morning. I really try to, like you said, physically and mentally check out kind of for the afternoon before I'm dialing it in for Wednesday and Wednesday's practice. Hanging at home, you know, now obviously we have uh, Blakely here, so she'll be occupying a lot of time uh, on Mondays and Tuesdays during the season. So uh, I'll obviously be trying to spend a lot of time with with her and Erica and the dogs, of course, and trying to do as much activity with them uh, while I am free. I will. Well, one more thing I will say, and I meant to say this at the beginning of the podcast, but didn't get a chance. Uh, I cracked a cold one right before the podcast, cracking the cold one and the first sip. Like I'm just having one tonight, but this one I'm enjoying because I only have one the night before off days. It's like a mini treat and it's phenomenal. I got a little Voodoo Ranger IPA. Well, my day, my yeah. off days look very similar to yours. I am usually in for some sort of upper body workout and 
uh, will in season at least will get a massage, keep the legs loose, keep the back from getting tight up, tightened up, and then I go about my merry way. Now I have a puppy that I am responsible for, uh, so I will be spending time with her on my off days, and we'll probably be hanging out at the dog park quite a bit. That's where I've found myself on most off days so far this training camp, and I expect myself to be doing so this season. I have a lot of fun doing that, going to the dog park and tossing a tennis ball. It's just like mindless activity that is very relaxing. Some people like fishing. Some people like hunting. I like taking my dog to the dog park. In other news from around the league, the NFL Top 100 list was released this week, and there were a couple of surprises, uh, although the top five was pretty much about what you would expect. Do you know the top five? Uh, I can honestly say I think I probably know the first is Mahomes. Yep. And I would say it's a toss-up after that. I'd say it probably like Aaron Donald has to be up there. Yep. Um, number two. Who's number three? Yeah, I think it's probably. Who's number three? I'm honestly not sure. It's got to be someone super famous, obviously. But Number three is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers oh, wow. came in last season's MVP. Comes in at number three. Coming in at number four is Super Bowl winning quarterback Tom Brady. And then number five is none other than the Madden 99 Club member Travis Kelsey from uh, Kansas City. There were a couple notable from each of our teams. Josh Allen was number 10, which is uh, the highest that he's ever been. Uh, Stefan Diggs came in at number 12 and okay. Okay. Um, okay. Following that. Was he the highest? Was he the highest receiver? I don't know. Based on stuff I've been seeing, I would imagine Devonte Adams was probably top 10. Probably because I think Devontae, he caught like, I think Devonte Adams is insane. I think Devonte Adams is part of the 99 club as well. I would have to think that he would probably be higher. Let me, I'll, I'll pull that up. But I'll tell you one thing list. I did see. Well, I think you're about to mention it, but uh, one thing I did see was Trey White. Yes. Devontae Adams was number seven. Devontae okay, Adams and then, thinking. yeah, and then Stefan Diggs. Tyreek Hill is number 13, so one spot behind Stefan Diggs. Uh, one, I, th- I think you're about to say his name, Trey White. Yes. Former teammate of ours. Current he, teammate of yours. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of that, we were talking the other day. I think me and him, well, I think we've been teammates for going on nine, eight, year, eight years maybe. He came in, I believe, the year after you did at LSU. In so 13. 2013. Yep. So 13, 14, 15, 17, 18, 19, 20. This is going to be our eighth season as teammates. Wow. That's really Which cool. I think is pretty pretty cool. They should do a story anyway, about that. He was number 45 last year. Signed his big contract. Yep. Right? Signed his deal. Balled out. I'm pretty sure he had a couple picks last year. He dropped all the way to 97. There's no way that's possible. Did he, I, did I, he hurt there's for no a significant way. portion of last season? No. So he... 
he was he, he played a lot. Pe- teams That's just started not throwing his way. Yeah. Like the receive like like I would see the stats after the game come out and it would be like receivers targeted covered by Trey White. Zero. And it would be like two attempts. <laughs> right? And and one of them was probably like a throwaway pass. Like they're not even throw so it was like <laughs> okay, you're going to you know punish him for you know for being one of the best in the, at his position. Yeah, that's interesting, and it also plays in tandem with our highest-rated player coming in at number twenty-four, Xavier Howard, uh, our stud cornerback who was up for Defensive Player of the Year last year. I believe he had yeah a ton of picks, right? Like eight or nine 10, picks. Maybe. He had ten interceptions picks. last year, and says he he had an opposing passer rating sorry opposing completion percentage of uh 51% when thrown at him so half of the balls that were thrown at him at him were completed that seems year. high if i'm being honest i feel like i don't know maybe it's not i mean i feel like an we, impressive number for that would be like 4% 20. yeah i don't know this is what right. this is this is coming know. from cbs nfl it's probably um, like a screen pass. They probably throw like a bunch of screen yeah. passes this way where they catch them, but they don't really get a ton of yards. Yeah. So that rounds out the NFL top 100 discussion. Also this week was released some other rankings. The AP college football poll was released. Preseason poll was released this past week. Oh, baby. And it, it turned some heads because – Bama was again listed as number one. Oklahoma was listed as number two. And at this point, I feel like they're disrespecting LSU. I feel like we should at least be in the top two. I I don't know. Where did we come at? 16 maybe? Some 15, 16? 16. I think that that is about right. No, I, um, I, I only kid. I think, so. I, think that's a, right. I think that's a fair ranking coming into this season with – Higher expectations than last year. A lot of guys returning. I only kid, but uh, I will, before I let you finish, Clemson was number three, Ohio State number four, and UGA five. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'll I give my stamp of approval. I think the Oklahoma quarterback, Spencer Rattler, I think is his name, he's, he's got big expectations this year. I think he, if you probably look at the betting odds, I think he's probably up there with some of the Heisman favorites. I couldn't even tell you who the Bama quarterback is. I know we talked about him a couple weeks ago. Um, Bryce Young. Bryce Young, yes. the guy with the big NIL deal. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. And, you know. Obviously, Clemson has a new quarterback. Um, Ohio State is going to have a new quarterback. UGA, not a new quarterback. I have no idea. Um, we know, yeah, know Georgia's going to have a good defense. <clears throat> good defense, That's right. something you can bank on. I think it's a lot – I would say a lot of question marks from my um, unbiased perspective. Yeah, I, I'm hoping – But it always – I mean, preseason, preseason rankings are – there's two ways to look at them. I've looked at them both ways. One, they're a total joke because there's plenty of, plenty of times throughout the years where teams are ranked in the top 10 and – they go six and four, right? Or seven and three and lose the bowl game, right? So 
just because somebody thinks you're really good, begin really going to be really good, doesn't mean doesn't mean diddly squat. The second thing is, and I didn't I didn't really realize this until a couple of years ago when when I was still at LSU, and I think we were we were kind of highly ranked going into my senior year, and. Preseason rankings have a bit have a huge effect on the narrative around every team, right? Big time. How wins and losses are weighted for the playoff for the playoff system, right? You may be you may be ranked 21st and you may be better than the ninth ranked team, right? So if you beat them, you get a top 10 win which looks great on paper, but that top 10 team might finish 6 and 6 at the end of the season. Yep. So it kind so it kind of I don't know. I I don't even know if I'm making any sense. It 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 they just set the they set the the preseason polls set the narrative for teams way too much. And there's not real I mean honestly there's not really an answer to it because that you you have to start the season somewhere, I guess you really don't. You could just start with no rankings, and then after the first game, then the rankings come out, right? Right. I think that's you why don't have to have a preseason. I think that's bowl. why they wait so long to do the college football playoff rankings because they don't start that until like right, which makes sense, right? The AP poll doesn't really account for anything except for the week to week stuff. Right. I don't know that. I I have no idea if that last three minutes of me talking even made sense. But well, let's the, let's look at this. So the 2022 College Football National Championship odds are out. These do you would you say you take more stock in the betting odds preseason than you would in preseason rankings from AP? A hundred percent, but you have to take into account when Vegas is giving you when Vegas sets a trap, right? They do this every year with the Yankees. They give the Yankees like the second or third best odds to win the win the World Series, and we haven't won it since 09, right? But everybody bets the Yankees because there's so much hype every year, right? And we have one division pennant in 10 years. It's a you, you gotta kind of learn the game a little bit, but I mean for goodness sakes, if you're looking at the last couple years, I mean, put your money on Bama and Clemson. Well, it's going to be one or the other. Also on CBS, got to got to quote our sources. Alabama is plus two sixty to win the national championship. Clemson is plus four hundred. Ohio and they're, and they're behind o- Oklahoma. Correct. Right. The top five. The top five remain the same. Uh, it's just a matter of what order they're in. Ohio State is. Third highest uh, at uh, plus six hundred, uh, Georgia comes in at plus seven fifty, and Oklahoma comes in at plus seven fifty as well. the The top five are the same, and really, I don't feel like that they're trying to trap anybody with those specific odds. Now, I will say that they do have after after those five, the next highest odds are. Iowa State at plus three, plus three thousand. They're the sixth. 
Best odds? Yes. They, they as well as LSU and Texas A&M are all at, at plus 3,000 to, to win the national championship. I, I haven't done my research on the Iowa State Cyclones this year, but that could potentially pose as a trap, a, a Vegas betting trap. So, yeah, they're taking um, some sorry fans money from Ohio State or from Iowa State that so, thinks this kid this 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 kid this kid in college thinks their his team's going to be really good this year. Yeah. So he throws he throws 100 bucks of his beer money exactly. on, on Iowa State to to win the Natty. And that's then, why they're building that's why they're building castles in Vegas. Yeah. And then Iowa State and then Iowa State wins the national championship and then you see Darren Rovell tweeting out this kid's ticket from when he placed his bet at the sports book back 3 months preseason. Exactly. It will be interesting to follow along the season. The college football season is always the highlight of everyone's fall. I know I started Obviously, looking forward to those games last year because I'm a proud LSU alum, even though we didn't have the quality of season that we wanted to. Looking forward to this year. And the fact that the LSU Tigers have the sixth highest betting odds to win the Natty, and I'm super pumped about that. That is exciting. But I wonder if they changed when Miles got hurt, but I'm not sure. For another day. I'm not sure. Um, but we will finish the pod. Uh, discussing the news out of European football. Paris. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Leo Messi has inked a three-year deal to play for Paris. Saint-Germain. Paris Saint-Germain. Producer Chris is losing his mind. Leo Messi has inked a three-year deal to play alongside Neymar and Kylian Mbappe in Paris. And I know we've we you and I have discussed this at length, but we have not done so in front of a microphone. What do you think of the move? Do you think he was done wrong by La Liga slash Barcelona? And what do you think? What do you expect from him in Pelé? Pelé. First of all, Barcelona did this to themselves. I'm not sure if you saw the report yesterday uh, that came out, or maybe it was a couple of days ago. There are approximately 1.4 billion dollars in debt. That's insane to me. The best player to ever grace a football pitch offered to take a 50% pay cut and they couldn't work it out. I mean, he was always going to move on and finish his career somewhere else. Admittedly, I didn't think it would be PSG. I thought for a little while last summer that he would uh, go to Man City uh, when his contract was kind of being, when his contract situation was in flux last summer. Uh, or, or I guess leading into last season, but um, yeah, this is—I mean, this is just wild. I I will probably never play online again on FIFA because everybody and their mom is going to use PSG now because they have ninety-nine rated forwards, three of them, 
anyway, uh, it'll be a ton of fun to watch. I will say I am super glad Chelsea won the Champions League last year because PSG are most definitely going to win it this year. Uh, and I can probably probably be pretty firm in saying that because guess who else they signed? Sergio Ramos. It's a it's a cheat code at this point. It's so, a it's a FIFA uh, ultimate team. Yeah, basically. But yeah, I mean it's it's you know, I wish the games were a little more accessible to watch. You know, it's unfortunate for La Liga because they just uh, ESPN just paid a ton of money for their streaming rights uh, starting this season. They don't have their prize possession to show off. I can imagine their viewership is gonna not be as good as they thought it was gonna be. So I'd imagine, uh, but yeah, no, it's, 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 it's awesome. I'd imagine that their viewership has probably gone down since Ronaldo left, and Messi was kind of the last. Well, yeah, thing well, they yeah, hanging, they, they, they didn't hanging on to. They, they weren't. I'm saying their viewership in America because La Liga was not as accessible before ESPN before now partnering with ESPN yes. than prior. You kind of had to jump through some hoops to watch some of the games. So, but yeah, no, it's going to be awesome for PSG. They're going to make a ton of money. I saw they sold like, you know, 80 million worth of shirts in the first, you know, or a hundred million worth of shirts in like the first 36 hours. He was a PSG player. So, uh, you know, they will quickly, they will quickly earn back the, contract value but the 600k uh, anyway. in wages that he's making a week <laughs> yeah exactly um exactly I, I i think it's funny that you brought up the fifa thing because we actually just recently were gifted a ps5 for our players lounge one of the games that was included was fifa and we decided as specialists and bosses of the FIFA game, because that's what we are. Nobody can, nobody can come close to us. We decided that PSG, when the update comes across, is off limits because it's just not fair. I can appreciate and that. It already wasn't fair with the, with the attack that they had. But, they added the best player in the world. Well, the, I'm saying the attack that they had with Messi, but also oh. with the addition of Sergio Ramos on the back line is yeah. It's I mean it's if they don't Crazy. win the Champions League this year, that is a colossal failure on the manager's part. Really, in the in the next two years, I mean they've got Messi for I think the third year is like a it's is a like a player option, option yeah. or something. But um, I'm hoping he turns down the option if they don't, when it comes to Miami. Yeah, I mean, if they don't win it in the next two years, somebody's bunch of people are getting fired. That is a wrap on this week's podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at After the Snap Pod. Uh, also, you can find Blake on Twitter and Instagram. Blake, I don't know, Blake Ferguson. Fifth, uh, well, it's not different. fifty anymore. It's different. Um, it's it's Blake Ferguson forty four on Twitter. I'm currently working with Instagram to get it changed. They make it difficult for verified users to change your username. I'm working on that. On Instagram, it's still Blake Ferguson 50. Uh, you can gotcha. find me and in then all my, different places if you just search my name. And then for myself, you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram, Snapflow69 on Twitter and Reed Ferguson on Instagram. This has been After the Snap, tales from two brothers who live life upside down.